And welcome to episode 48 of the Get More Sports Podcast. As always, my name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again. On today's episode, we're breaking down week four of the NFL, talking all the big NFL headlines. Cowboys Saints last night, Vontez Perfect loses his mind again. He's going to be suspended for the rest of the year. And then we're going to give you our top 10 teams after the quarter mark of the NFL season. And then we're going to be talking some hoops. Not a great start for the L.A. Clippers. Paul George undergoes two shoulder surgeries in the offseason, says he won't be ready until November-ish. And then Kawhi Leonard gets booed yesterday at the Rams game. All that and much more here on episode 48 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Are you ready? And we're going to start with Sunday Night Football, where the Dallas Cowboys traveled up to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And the Saints, a six and a half point underdog. And not a very exciting game, but the ratings were through the roof. A 15 and a half rating last night for NBC, up 26% from last year. And now Teddy Bridgewater is 2-0 in the absence of Drew Brees. No touchdowns last night. Saints get four field goals. And we didn't have our first touchdown in the game until the third quarter when Ezekiel Elliott punched it in. But this Dallas Cowboy team, they've gotten off to this hot start. A 3-0 star for the Dallas Cowboys, averaging 31 points per game. But this isn't the Giants, Redskins, or Dolphins. This is the New Orleans Saints. And to me, the New Orleans Saints have the most improved defense in the NFL. And you knew at home, playing without Drew Brees, that defense was going to step up. Marcus Lattimore was on Amari Cooper all game long. He had him on house arrest, holding him to five catches for 48 yards on eight targets. And if you look at this Cowboys offense, nine possessions for Dallas, longest drive, 35 yards. Only two plays for over 20 yards last night for the Dallas Cowboys. You had that 32-yard catch by Cobb that was late in the game and basically garbage time. And then you had that 35-yard catch by Jarwin. So they weren't getting it done through the air. And that has been the difference with this Cowboy team. Kellen Moore, the wonderkin offensive coordinator, he's been drawing up great plays all season long, but they couldn't figure out this Saints defense last night. Dak Prescott, 22 for 33, 223 yards, 6.8-yard average, threw that interception at the end. And last night, a guy who came into this league leading in QBR ends up at 76.8. So Dallas Cowboys didn't get it done in the air, and then the ground game was really the difference. 20 rushes last night for the Dallas Cowboys. No rush longer than seven yards, only generating four first downs and one costly fumble by Ezekiel Elliott. So on 11 first down plays last night for Dallas, they ran Zeke seven times, a grand total of 15 yards. So Ezekiel Elliott, only the ninth time in his career that he's failed to rush for at least 75 yards And last night, he was not rushing like that $95 million man, the highest paid running back in the league. I don't think this is a situation where Zeke got paid so he's not hungry. I just think he had a slow start to the season, didn't have a preseason. And if you look at it, Ezekiel Elliott, still seventh in the league in rushing right now, 324 yards on the season, averaging 4.4 yards per carry. And then he's tied for third with three touchdowns. So you know Ezekiel Elliott is going to eat at some point, and those touchdowns numbers and those yards are going to go up I think you still pay him as the best running back in the league but last night just not a great look 
for the Dallas Cowboys. And to me, Dak Prescott showed me why, yes, you could pay him as a top five quarterback, but he's not deserving of number one money. There's only a couple guys in the league that deserve that bag. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes. Those are quarterbacks that don't need a running game. Those are quarterbacks that can take a game over with their arm strength alone. Patrick Mahomes, look what he did yesterday in Detroit where he comes back and beats the Lions. They have a fourth and eight. He runs it for a first down, wins it with his arm, wins it with his legs. Tom Brady does it with his mind, with his arm, with his instincts. Aaron Rodgers does it with superior talent. Aaron Rodgers, 392 yards, was the leading rusher against the Eagles on Thursday night. So, you can pay Dak Prescott, but I don't think that he deserves top number one money. You can call him elite, but to me, there's all these factors and conditions that lead to his success. A great running game, great receivers, a great defense, a great offensive line. He's not a guy you can just plug in anywhere, and he's going to have success. So if you look at yesterday, Dak Prescott held without a touchdown through an interception. Dallas logged 257 scrimmage yards. They were just 4 of 11 on third down, and they held the ball for only 23 minutes and 56 seconds. And at the end of the day, the Cowboys, they lose to a team that's without their Hall of Fame quarterback on the road that didn't score a touchdown. So you give me Pat Mahomes, you give me Tom Brady, you give me Aaron Rodgers, gunslingers on the road, I think they're going to score more points and get more touchdowns than Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. So they got to get that offense homie again. And I found it interesting after the game. Jerry Jones always finds a way to get in a little jab against Jason Gary. Jerry Jones said, obviously, we were very disappointed. Let's give them some credit. Their defense was the biggest concern for me coming in. They did a great job. They won a hard-fought game, but they won it with a good scheme and good coaching. And then, of course, Jerry Jones always has to get his jabs in on Jason Garrett. If Jason Garrett does not get it done with this Cowboy team, if Jason Garrett doesn't at least get to the Super Bowl, he's going to be done in Big D. And you know Jerry Jones, he's always been enamored with Sean Payton, and you know he's had his eyes on Lincoln Riley the Oklahoma head coach. Remember Barry Switzer, former Oklahoma head coach? He goes to Dallas, wins a Super Bowl. So Jerry Jones has always been enamored with OU head coaches. And then Dallas, they take on the Packers, who will have an extra couple of days to get right after that Thursday night game. Then they go to New York to play the Jets, and then it's that showdown against the Eagles. So that's going to be the showdown three weeks from yesterday. So that's going to be a big one. But that's it for the Dallas Cowboys, who lose to the Saints 12-10. to And next, we're going to talk about the human headhunter, the serial killer in silver and black, the boogeyman himself. No, check that. The boogeyman checks his closet at night to make sure that Vontez Perfect is not there. And Vontez Perfect yesterday was doing Vontez Perfect stuff against the Indianapolis Colts. So he's been suspended for the entire 2019 season after a helmet-to-helmet hit on Indianapolis Colts tight end Jack Doyle. The league announced it this morning. In a letter the league wrote, it says, quote, There were no mitigating circumstances on this play. Your contact was unnecessary, flagrant, and should have been avoided. For your actions, you were penalized and disqualified from the game. 
Following each of your previous rules violations, you are warned by me and each of the jointly appointed officers that future violations would result in escalated accountability measures. However, you have continued to flagrantly abuse rules designated to protect yourself and your opponents from unnecessary risks. And you hear people say, hey, the NFL is soft. What happened to the NFL? The NFL isn't soft. The NFL is smart. The NFL knows that there's going to be billions of dollars worth of lawsuits coming their way if they don't get stuff like this out of the game. They see guys like Rob Gronkowski retiring early. They see what happened to Junior Seau. They see the CTE risks all over the field, and they understand that there's no place for what Vontez Burfecht does in this game. He cannot go out there headhunting. And to me, there was two L's yesterday. The two L's were one, it was the launch, and then it was the laugh. He goes off this field like he's the Joker, like he's some maniacal, sinister guy laughing at the crowd, and he was getting off on it, and that was made it that more egregious, that more unacceptable. And the NFL, they need to decide, does he get a lifetime ban? And, of course, his agent thinks it's excessive. He's quoted as saying, the 12-game suspension is excessive, and the play that triggered the suspension was a football play. It was not a football play. It was malicious, and Vontez Burfecht is a hazard to the NFL. And the NFL really should just, hey, let's lay it out there. He is a repeat offender again and again and again. This is a guy who has racked up over $4.5 million worth of fines and forfeited money due to suspensions in his career. He does not get it. He's never going to get it. And if you look, his history dates all the way back to high school. Matt Barkley faced off against Vontez Burfik when Vontez Burfik was on Centennial, and he said right after the game, he's a dirty player. His switch is always on, and he's and it's not a good switch. His switch is always on. It's not a good switch, and he's trying to injure players. And if you look at it, too, stomping on New England's uh, Patriots running back, LeGarrette Bunt. If you remember, went at Ben Roethlisberger's knees multiple times, made contact with officials, low-blowing guys. What he did to Antonio Brown essentially changed his career forever. And I'm telling you, Antonio Brown hasn't been the same player since. He got knocked up by Vontez Burfecht. He knocked the sense out of him. And if you're the NFL, you say, hey, yeah, what Antonio Brown is doing is egregious, but he also was one of our biggest stars. Can we run the risk of allowing Vontez Burfecht play and maybe he gets some of our other stars, guys like Juju Smith, big receivers over the middle. You don't want to run that risk and you don't want to face the PR nightmare. So to me, you ban him for life or unless he goes through some big psychological evaluation and proves that he's changed. But if I'm the NFL, I cut bait right now with Vontez Perfect. I've seen enough. That was the last straw with Vontez Perfect. Look, Halloween's in a couple of weeks. I think I'm going to go as Vontez Perfect because there's nothing scarier than him over the middle. And if you're the Oakland Raiders, everyone was criticizing the Raiders, saying, hey, you guys are crazy, trading for Antonio Brown. Signing Vontez Burfecht, signing Richie Incognito. Let's do a little update on that. Antonio Brown, nine grievances against the Raiders, went to the Patriots, no longer in the NFL. Vontez Burfecht, suspended for the entire season. Richie Incognito, to be continued. So I don't even think that will end well. The positive note, the Raiders got the win yesterday, and then and John Gruden talked about Vontez Burfecht right after the game. Check this out. Play the clip. 
No, I'm not going to get into it. I think it's a tough decision. It's a tough call. I think it was a flag. It was it, it was very well documented that the league was going to review those plays this year in New York City. So that's what happened. And um, you know, I'll, I'll wait to hear what their um, reasoning was. But it was a it was a penalty. Uh, he went in there with his head down. It was called. And uh, unfortunately for us, it wasn't. And really, it was a tough call. I think it's an easy call. But Vontez Perfect, look, I don't know what you're going to do after football. Some guys like to be analysts. I think you need to be analyzed because something was not right with you for your career in the NFL. And next, we're going to talk some NBA, where the L.A. Clippers, who definitely won the offseason, anytime you sign Kawhi Leonard, you trade for Paul George, you got the owner with the deepest pockets in the league at Doc Rivers, you should be very excited for the season, and they definitely are, but it's gotten off to a little bit of a rocky start. Paul George is not going to be ready for preseason. He's gotten two surgeries in the offseason on that labrum, and then Kawhi Leonard. Remember, Paul George said there's going to be no battle for L.A. Well, that was clear yesterday at the Rams game, the Rams-Buccaneers game at the Coliseum. They showered the claw with booze. Check this out. Play the clip. Just brutal by Laker fans. He's there with his girl, and he's just trying to have a good time, watch some NFL football. They throw him on the Jumbotron, and he gets booed by 75,000, presumably Laker fans who were in attendance. But, hey, if you're Kawhi Leonard, that's why I love Kawhi. He, he knew this was going to be the case. He knows if he even wins a couple of championships that this is still going to be a Laker town. But if I'm a Laker fan right now, I'd be very careful. You don't want to bark up that tree. You saw what he did last year against the Warriors. I wouldn't want to mess with the claw and Kawhi Leonard. But if you're the Clippers, the bigger concern right now is Paul George's shoulder. So he told Ramona Shelburne that he's going to miss all of training camp and is targeting a November-ish return date. Listen to him talk to Ramona about his injury. Check this out. Play the clip. I'm pretty far along. Um, I still got a little ways to go, but um, I'm happy where I'm at. Um, I'm not all the way healthy, but I'm, again, I'm where I want to be right now at this point um, until the season almost starting. Um, I like where the progression is going. Is there an official timetable or is there something you're shooting for what we see in the preseason? No, I, w I will be out of the preseason. Um, if, as of now, I'll be out of October um, fully. But, you know, who knows? We'll see. November is, is in the November range is our target date. Now, with him missing all or most of November, that's 15 to 20 games. And you know one of the reasons why the Raptors had so much success in the postseason was the load management of Kawhi Leonard. I said it months ago. If he comes to the West, you will not be able to load manage like you did in the Eastern Conference. But Kawhi Leonard says that he's more equipped to deal with it this year and that they're going to have a different strategy. Check out Kawhi Leonard talking about the Clippers' approach this year with his load management. Play the clip. Uh, it's different this season. Um, last year I was going in with, uh, with the injury that I was dealing with the year before. Uh, still was lingering, and we knew that I had to be uh, healthy going throughout the season and uh, making it to the playoffs. But, um, you know, this year I'm feeling good. I'm feeling way better than I was um, at the start of last season. 
but there's, there's really no plan laid out yet to discuss with everyone. So if Paul George misses all or most of November, we're talking 15 or 20 games. Before you blink in the West, that could put you in the 7th or 8th seed. Look, LeBron and AD on a mission. Russ and Harden in Houston. Portland, Denver, Utah. These teams are going nowhere, and you know it's going to be a gauntlet in the West. And last year, Kawhi Leonard, he misses 22 regular season games, and that's one of the reasons why he was so dominant in the playoffs. So, Let's say that Kawhi Leonard has to empty the tank in the regular season. How will that affect the Clippers in the playoffs? So it is not going to be easy for anyone in the West. The Clippers, hey, I think the Clippers, I'm going to be rooting for all the L.A. teams this year because I just want to see the Clippers and the Lakers, all the stars go at it. But, hey, things have changed in Los Angeles. I remember growing up in Los Angeles, the old joke was, hey, always date a Clipper fan because she's never going to expect a ring. Not these Clippers. They're going to expect a ring, especially when you make those trades and you have everything in place to make a run at the NBA title. But that is going to do it for episode 48 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get in your pod. Have a great rest of your Monday, and I'm out.